Hey, I'm Russ. And I'm Danny. And this is the Memory Makers Podcast. The show focused on helping you create amazing customer experiences and make more memories. Let's get ready to podcast. I didn't have a jingle this time. Oh, that sounds like a jingle to me. Okay. I'll take it. By way. Of- <laughs> is that more of a jingle or a motto? It's like a fight intro. Like yeah. ring, ringside announcer Still. from, I, did you know that back in high school I used to do ringside announcing for the like wrestling, like the pro wrestling, like amateur thing that our high school would put on and I'd take my show choir tux and like go do that whole thing. No, but this makes me so happy. <laughs> Dude, I would take our entire show choir, like full tux and get out there and do those like, you know, just big, let's get ready to rumble kind of stuff. And uh, it was not a bad way to spend a Friday night. That's amazing. You know, this is, um, I was not planning on going down the path, but let's just go here for <laughs> our pre-show um, yeah. amble, yeah. preamble. Yeah. That's what I meant to say, preamble. Preamble. But Pramble, yes, smush the words together. But when when you were in show choir and stage and all that stuff, I remember seeing you in a play that was, it was such a unique thing because the way that the play took place is that the people in the play were experiencing a power power outage. Mm -hmm. And so it was the reverse. When all the stage lights went on, that is when it was dark in the story, but we could all see the characters on the stage. Mm -hmm. And whenever the lights would go out, they could see the characters, but we couldn't see them. Yeah. And so it was this really unique experience. And I remember yeah. you being in that and you had a, was it a German accent? I did have a German accent. Yes, I you was, did. I was an unemployed artist coming to fix the electrical power. So <laughs> it was, I haven't dusted that thing off in a long time, but so ironically the name given our current profession and the attractions that we do, it was called um, a, a black light comedy was the the name of that play so yeah it was a hoot man it was um yeah so you had to pretend like you were in the dark the whole time the whole bit yeah it was a, it was a good one that was the first play i ever did oh well, i got to see you the first play you ever did you were great you're welcome thanks <laughs> <laughs> that was the equivalent of han solo someone saying to him i love you and he goes i know <laughs> by someone i mean leia i don't know why i referred to her as someone yeah, but i think she deserves a little more props yeah than someone i apologize yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And to the entire Organa slash Skywalker family. Yeah. And to every Star Wars fan who just watched me do that, I am sorry. <laughs> so on that note, let's get to the actual topic for let's the day. Let's do it, man. Since we went down a deep rabbit hole there. That's what we're good at. So today we're going to talk about something called a decision filter. Mm-hmm. And people might go, what the heck does that mean? Mm-hmm. So this is something that we incorporated at Creative Works because we wanted a way that Every one of our departments and team members has a different type of role that they do within our company. And within that role, their work impacts our end product in a different way. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to find a way to align everyone to be moving in the same direction, use the same sort of kind of shorthand and North Star to make sure we're all trying to accomplish the same kinds of goals. And so we created this decision filter. And what we're going to do in today's episode is break down what our decision filter is and how we made it. But the real goal here is that you can take this information and put it through your own lens and your own experiences to understand how can maybe you create a decision filter for your own staff that helps them make decisions in the moment or when they're doing long-term planning strategy. Mm -hmm. And so ours is broken down into three different constituents Mm -hmm. because we recognize it's not just about one type of person, it's multiple. So we've broken this down into first, your customers, the Mm -hmm. end user, the people who are going to experience these attractions. 
then the next one is you and your business, mm -hmm. our clients, the one who are going, the ones who are going to operate these attractions. And then the final one is our team, the people who are working on designing, fabricating, installing, and supporting these attractions. Yeah. And so Russ, I'm going to throw it to you to have you start with the very first one, your customers. Yeah. And, and to your point just from before of, of how this can be used, just really excited because for us, it was, we are such advocates of making sure that our, our team members have autonomy and are empowered to make good decisions. It's just a way of how do I let you play in the backyard without leaving the gate completely open? And so that, like you said, that shorthand, all of that. So it all starts with the end user or your customers, if you're listening to this. And the, the three tenants of the this portion of the filter comes down to is the what is going to make the experience more memorable what is going to make it more repeatable and what is going to make it meaningful so when you talk about the you know when when we have a team member that's looking at this we, okay what's going to make this is this a decision that is going to make a more memorable experience is it going to have a more aha um, ooh and ah type of a, a draw or experience and so uh, because we need to be thinking about we are in the business of making powerful memories for people to celebrate and escape from and so that's got to be a critical first step for us the, the next piece is what's going to make what's a, an idea or an, a, a feature that's going to make this more uh, desirable to play again or a repeatable experience so that way they are going and buying multiple sessions of a you know laser tag or multiple games of VR or what have you 18 holes of golf versus um, nine holes of golf because they've had it they've done it they really enjoyed it and want to do it again and then the third piece of that being meaningful is trying to look at the deeper connection um, with what these things are. So not having all of the the glitz and the glam um, and the and the really snazzy you know razzle dazzle stuff, which has its place. But what is this going to to make it where it's different or unique from what I can get somewhere else? And so not the fact that it's a cool experience, but a cool experience that is unique to to um, this specific location that I'm playing at. And so those three things working together of is for for your customers if you're listening to this but the end users is it something that's memorable is it something that they're going to want to do again and is it something that's going to be meaningful for them to continue to do that as well because if that doesn't have it and and, and if we're making decisions that either compromise that or shortchange that um then 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 it's not going to be as, as successful because ultimately the proof is in the pudding with how the play numbers go and you know, another way that we can think about these three tenets of your customers, this section of the decision filter in a real example, right? Let's say we've got uh, one of our engineers that's working on how to engineer a particular lucky putt challenge that we're designing. Mm -hmm. And they think, well, I could do, I have two options of these kinds of lights. I could do this option here, or I could do this one over here that's way more expensive and has all these cool bells and whistles. But if 90 percent of the customers won't know that difference and it doesn't make sense to add in this thing to make it cost more and do that extra stuff because it doesn't actually make it memorable repeatable and meaningful it's like okay well that's how we need to make the decision about these different types of lights that we could put in that's just sure. a random example but these are some of the real ways that it impacts our team and the way that we think about making decisions to make sure at the end of the day that it makes sense for your customers your end users who are going to experience this firsthand mm -hmm. and the other thing that you'll notice is that a lot of these even though we have three distinct constituents and three distinct pillars there's a lot of correlation and overlap mm. and making a decision in one can impact the others mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And what may be a yes of, okay, yes, this makes more sense to use because even though it is a more expensive option, well then, then it gets us into, okay, well that's great for the end user, but what does that do for the client that's actually buying this attraction as far as the overall investment of it and things like that. And you're going to touch on, on that pillar of the decision filter of our, our direct clients, our customers, which would be your businesses for the listeners. So your business, the three tenants that we have here, profitable, reliable, serviceable, mm -hmm. serviceable. Wow. Mm -hmm. I struggled over that one. <laughs> Don't know why. So profitable. The mm -hmm. very first thing is based upon the investment that you're making and the price point that you can charge and the kind of throughput and capacity that you have and the way that people are attracted and want to purchase this experience, it's gotta be profitable because at the end of the day, no matter how cool it looks and how many whiz bangs that it's got and all this different stuff, if it's not profitable, then it's just not going to work for you as a business. That's one of the most important tenets that you have. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be able to be profitable over the short and long term. Mm -hmm. The next one, reliable, right? In our industry, location-based entertainment venues, things will break. Things will go wrong. Stuff will happen. We all understand that. But we want to make things as reliable as we possibly can mm -hmm. so that it minimizes and mitigates that from happening. And if it ever is going to happen, which we'll hit on in the third piece, how do we support that and make it easier? Mm -hmm. But what are the types of materials? How do we design it? What is the software stack? What is the technology? All these different things to make sure that the attraction can be profitable and it can be uh, reliable and you know that when I have a busy Saturday when I got a busy Sunday when we're hitting the 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 fall break time whatever it is that you know you're gonna be able to run a lot of customers through there and you're not gonna have a lot of downtime that comes with it absolutely and and that's and, and these things even under this the profitable uh, profitability reliability and serviceability there's it's how much of a headache is this to run and can't like is this a diesel engine where this thing will go and go and go and go and just has a lot of that or is it a you know ferrari where if you blink in the wrong direction on a tuesday it's going to be in the shop for you and so making sure that this is something that isn't going to your true cost of ownership isn't going to get bled out from the fact that you've got to have hands on it at all times or it's not something that's going to work and the last part of this, serviceable, which is very related to reliable because we want to make it reliable. Things will happen. Mm -hmm. We all know that it's going to be, it, 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 there will be things at times that malfunction and don't do the things that you expect them to. When that does happen, how easy is it for you to be able to quickly troubleshoot, boom, 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 get it back up and running as fast as possible? Mm -hmm. That is extremely important. Uh, yeah. And when we take a step back and we look at this and we think about an example in our own lives or in our own business, let's use limitless VR as an mm -hmm. example. We may have an idea for a feature to develop on the software side that's going to be that we think is really cool and flashy. But if we take a step back and we go, oh, hold on a second, it's going to take a ton of resources. We're going to have to charge more uh, on the on the product for our clients to be able to have that. But it's not going to change the profitability because it doesn't impact for your customers, how memorable it is, how repeatable or how meaningful it is. And so we have to be able to make decisions going, yeah, that would be cool, but it doesn't make sense. We're going to put that on the, um, on the no pile and not try to develop that thing. Mm -hmm. And so this is another way that shows you the different constituents also overlap with one another. And it's not just looking at these in a vacuum 
It's how all of them integrate together. And, and especially using this and the way that we've been using this filter is starting with the end user or your customers and then going into your businesses or our direct, our direct clients and then getting into that third piece, which is our team at Creative Works and what we're doing as part of that equation as well. So that way, you know, you may get through the first six of those those tenants and say, yep, we've got yeses across the board. But if it comes at the cost of, of too much of a piece on the serviceability you know, side of it, then we've got to rework that and we've got to retool it. And so it's a, it's a nice flow chart that has really helped us quite a bit. And so when you get into this third pillar of our team or the creative work side is we look at things from efficient, is it supportable and is it economic? Um, and, and so you know, when we look at these three things of efficiency, so if we have something that is super complex, um, because it will make such a memorable and repeatable and meaningful experience for the customer, for the end users, and it's still going to be something that's profitable and reliable and serviceable within appropriate boundaries um, from that. But it is a complete dumpster fire for us to be able to create or build or manufacture and things like that then it's not going to make sense because we can't put it out at scale and we can't you know, uh, help the people that are doing that in a way. And then it's unnecessarily bogging down the team with inefficiencies where then they can't be there to show up in the way that they need to for all of the other tasks that they have. And supportable is the next piece of that. You know, it's some of that ties into some of the reliability and serviceability that we talked about in the, the pieces for our customers. But you still need to make sure that, hey, what are we engineering into these pieces that if there's a problem, we can directly remote in through an internet connection or we can have a FaceTime call? Is this something that can be easily troubleshooted with some frequently asked question articles or manual documentation? What are we doing as far as, um, hey, these are good reference documents? documents that you can use to understand some of the behind the scenes pieces for it you know what resources and elements do we have to have because it could be something that's super efficient but that's in our world because we live in it all the time but it still needs to be something where what is the portfolio of resources that we are going to have that again help empower the folks down the line that are going to be getting into that and then finally you look at the economic piece or our ability to make this in a way where it's not going to be so expensive and negatively impact the profitability for um, our, our customers or their end users as far as what those pass-through costs would have to be. So, you know, we pride ourselves on, hey, we are focused on high-quality attractions, so we're going to be tending to make more Cadillac decisions as opposed to Toyota Camry decisions. But not every like not everything can just be, you know, plated in gold and have every single thing like we still have to make sure that we are are making decisions that are fiscally sound um, and allow us to continue to again have these things actually coexist together in a way that makes sense so when we take a step back and i we talked about a lot of this through our own lens and our creative works decision filter as ways and examples for you to take and look at it through your own lens. Understand what is your business, who are maybe the two or three, there's no right or wrong way to do this, constituents and the kind of people that are important to you. Maybe it's your customers, maybe it's your staff, maybe it's somebody else. And then what are the two or three tenants within each of those that you can use as shorthand with your staff, with both your high-level managers 
your supervisors, as well as your frontline staff, and understanding in any given moment, in any given situation, how can I use this shorthand and how can I use some of these filters to understand the best path forward and use this as a tool to allow them to have more autonomy in the moment, allow them to have more responsible freedom, and allow you to not have to micromanage every decision that happens within your business because you don't have the ability, the time, or the resources to do that. So. I feel like that might be a good place for us to wrap up today's episode. I think so. So thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate y'all so, so much. And stay tuned in the coming weeks as we continue to drop weekly episodes for you. We're always looking for additional ideas. So if there's some things that really speak to you that you feel like are not getting addressed or need more of a spotlight shown on it, hit us up, drop those into the comments. We'll be looking through those. Mikey Mike working the ones and twos on the alternate back here. We'll be uh, happy to share those and we'll be happy to uh, continue to create things that are going to speak most directly to you so thank you for that don't forget to subscribe and leave a review and always appreciate those five stars please and thank you if you've got ideas like you had mentioned specific topics anything else let us know we'll be happy to hear it all right we'll catch you on the next one troublemakers in the title should we do like three like this that looks super weird yeah i don't like that I like how you're whispering, like they're not going to hear you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> make decisions in a moment that benefit you, your customers, and the staff in that. Uh, I lost myself. <laughs> Put a little thing over my mouth. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. Ah. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Try it again. All right. Hey, troublemakers.